talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my mm-hmm. life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful weekend, man. Another beautiful Sunday. Sorry about the delay. We finally got you guys. Finally got everybody on air. And it's a beautiful thing 
to be on the show and get to do what we do. Um, I'm a little bit razzled, man. I got a got a bunch going on. I got a whole lot to say. And when I say a whole lot to say, I mean I have, man, there's a lot going on inside this dome of mine. A lot going on. Uh, before we even get into that, though, I just want to take a second and give a shout out to Audie Christ, uh, author Audie Christ, Audie Christ, who came on the show last week, did some good things, man. She she spoke a lot. She had some intelligent things to say, and she said a lot in a little bit of time. So I don't know if my audience got to grasp everything that she was trying to explain uh, when it comes to Common Core and what we call the takeover of America. Um, there's a lot of different things that we've seen in the past. There's a lot of different things that we've seen in the present, uh, that proves this to be true, that, that, that holds, you know, that, that, that proves just simply that, you know, the government is on some different ish. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some people that believe that there's some people that don't believe that there's a lot of folks out there who will say, ah, you know, you're being extreme. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you're speculating, you know, you push the envelope, you know, and, and, and a various, in a various different, uh, there's various different perspectives about uh, what government takeover is or what police state is. Um, I think the elephant up in the room is this Mike Brown case, uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, there's a lot of people who have, read into this case and have added what details that they uh that they feel emotionally is correct and uh you know I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna get into the emotional aspect of how I feel emotionally I'm not gonna go there I'm not gonna push my emotional agenda I, I'm emotional I'm emotional about a lot of things I'm passionate about a lot of things so I could definitely go there and I could push the envelope about a various different topics that we speak about on the KRP radio show. Uh, but frankly, you know, what we're seeing in America today uh, is what I feel like is the assassination of the American citizen. And people don't have to believe that. Like you don't, you don't, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to feel me. You know, you can rebut that all you want. And uh, you know, I align myself with individuals who, who, who I feel understand that, or at least who I thought understood that, right? I, I, I try my best to uh, befriend people who, who understand what the Constitution is, who, who understands what freedom of speech is, regardless of how irresponsible some people use it, okay, and some people practice it, you know, irregardless to that, I, I try to align myself with people who, who get it, you know, people who, who don't... Uh, you know, don't have a whole lot to say about folks exercising their freedom of speech. And, and, and you know, that's just the American way. Like, you know, we, we, we're so free to the point that it's okay when we express our views as constitution, constitutionalists, but it's not okay when those rights are infringed upon by people we don't really like or people we don't feel like uh, are deserve, deserving of those constitutional rights. Um, before I really go into that, I'm, tr- I'm trying to hold myself back. I-, I just got to let go. It is what it is. I may go from this point to that point. I may go all over the place, but it is what it is. I just want you guys to follow me. 
And uh, 619-638-8559, hit number one if you got a comment. We'll try to get you on as soon as possible. Um, we have over two hours of, of airtime for this show. So I'm going to cut it short when we're done. So, you know, call your friends up. Everybody who, who, has been ma- who has been making all these comments about what they know happened in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, all the speculators, I want you to call them up, all the idiots, all the assholes, uh, you know, all the people who have made comments on social media who have just pissed me the fuck off, to be frank with you guys. You know, it is what it is. You ain't got to like it. This show was definitely rated R. Let me give the disclaimer. This KIRP radio show, WM3G, home of the KRP radio show, this show is rated R. If you have any minors that are listening to this show that have not heard this type of language before that they may hear tonight, feel free and be responsible and ask those minors to leave the room. I will do my best to control my mouth. I won't say that I will control my guest. I will ask any guests that call into the show, will please be respectful of some of the minors that may be listening to this show. But you know what? When you come to a show like this, it is what it is. You get what you get. So uh, with all that said, if you got any minors, you know, definitely you want them to leave out of the room. But for all my adults out there, you know, you can get with the program. And if you're too holier than thou and you don't want to hear that type of language because this is the first time that you've ever heard anybody speak like this, I understand. Go somewhere and pray. Get out of here. It's not for you today. All right? I love you, but it's not for you today. It is what it is. Uh, Before we kick off everything, man, I just got to say, again, President Obama, and 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 I've told told everybody out there that I'm not going to stay bashing this dude. Like, to me, the whole President Obama thing, I'm so over it because... Everything that he does from this point forward, it is what it is. Like, you ain't got to like it. All right? from the people, for the people who do like it, they're not going to say he was wrong in the first place. And, and for the people who don't like the man, they're going to always say he's wrong. I'm the type of guy who sits and look at things realistically, okay? But he's not my favorite type of individual based off of only not a damn thing anybody else have told me. But everything that I've gained and all the knowledge that I've, that I've overstood on and that I've read and gained to, for myself. All right, for all the things that I understand for myself, for all the things that he said and done and, and perpetuated and the way he acted that, 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 uh, uh, that correlates with my family and my faith system and my beliefs and my freedom, I get it. And I just don't like him. Right? I respect the premise of having a black president. I love that. I'm black and I'm proud and I love that. And that's something I want to say tonight too, by the way, before I get into President Obama and what he didn't do, Again, okay, I just want to say to all my white people out there, all my white buddies and pals and friends, y'all know I love you. You know how I get down. You know how I rock. A lot of y'all have met my kids. You know one damn thing for sure. You can't hide hate when you teach it. My kids are comfortable around everybody, around everybody. They're respectful to everybody. So if I was the type of person that hate white people or hate other people other than black people, it would damn sure tell in my family. You could see it all over my face. You ever heard the song written all over your face? It'd be written all over my damn face. But the truth of the matter is this right here. Before I get to what President Obama didn't do, and in respect to General Green, by the way, but listen, I just want to say 
And I want everybody out there to, to, to somebody write it out. Write it on Facebook for me. Quote me. I, I want, write it on Twitter. Put it out there. I don't, I don't have time to do it right now, and I don't have a producer for this show tonight. I'm doing it my damn self. All right? Most people didn't want no part of this, but it is what it is. So listen, I am a proud, happy, I'm ecstatically proud to be a black man in America. I don't give a damn if I lived in Kalamazoo. I don't care if I, wherever I lived, I'm proud as hell to be black. And there's nothing that's going to change that, right? There's nothing you can say out there. There's nothing white America can say to me that makes me feel uh, 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 guilty for saying that I love and I'm proud and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be black. There's nothing that, in the fucking world that y'all can say to me to make me look down upon that. I'm, that shit is never going to change. But I'm here to tell y'all whack asses because you always find something wrong with people saying that they're proud of who they are. I'm here to tell y'all that, listen, you, you should be proud of who you are. It's not a fucking thing in the world with me seeing a white person saying I'm proud to be white. I commend that. Hell, I push that. Do that. It ain't a damn thing wrong with that as long as you ain't spewing hate. See, I never say I'm proud to be black, but I hate to be, I would hate to be white. Or I hate white people, or I hate Chinese people, or Asian people, or whatever the hell you want to call it, or whatever the hell you want to put before that, because that's ignorant. I'm not an ignorant man. I understand what ignorance is. See, that's ignorant. I don't give a fuck who black and don't like that, too. There's a lot of ignorant-ass black people out there, too. I don't give a damn if y'all don't like it. You kiss my ass, too. There's a lot of black people out there screaming that black and proud shit, and they hate everybody else. Fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn how you feel. I'm speaking on me. I'm proud as hell to be black. I'm happy to be black. It ain't a damn thing. Nobody in this world could change that. And I reach down into the souls of my children, and I tell them the same thing. Kids, be proud as hell who you are. Don't let anybody change that. Be proud of who you are. Don't let nobody change that. Be proud of your heritage. Be proud of who you proclaim to be and who you stand to be and be proud of that, but also be responsible with being proud of that. And being responsible of that is saying, I love who I am, but I don't hate who you are. That's being responsible. That's what we don't have enough of in this country. That's why all these black folks are here killing these fucking other. Because somebody's got to feel like they're better than somebody else because they got more or they know more. I'm guilty of that too in some cases. But it is what it is. I'm so sick of everybody out there trying to tell people what you can't be. You can't say that. You can't say this. You can't be proud of that. Oh, you're racist. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Listen, let me, let me explain what racist is, right? See, because most of you guys aren't intelligent. Most of you guys don't even understand what the fucking definition of the word means. I might be racist. But it doesn't have to be negative if you look at the definition of the word. See, to an unintelligent man, racist would always seem a negative or derogatory term or definition. An uneducated man will tell you that being racist is a negative thing. Being racist is, is, is you need to change from that. That idea, that whole, the whole premise of being racist is wrong. But when you add an it, to the word like a pianist or a violinist, all of a sudden that means professional. That means proficient in the act of piano playing. 
That means proficient in the act of violinning. So I might be a racist because I'm proficient in understanding what my race is or what a race is or what race is. But I never even go there. I try not to even push that. I never even go there with people. I try not to talk about that because, you know, people are just uncomfortable when you start talking like that because they don't understand you. So I don't even go there with people. I don't even invite that into the conversation. I don't even sit down and exchange that dialogue with you because they'll never get you. They'll never get it. So you can call me racist all I like. I know what I am. I know what I've studied. I know what I have in my head. I know what I'm blessed with. I know what I get. I'm just that guy. But you can never call me ignorant because I don't spew hate. I don't spew garbage. And that's what I'm so pissed off about today. Because the very people who claim they understand what a constitution is and the very people who understand who who say that they understand what freedom is and who say that they understand what rights are and what responsibility and what individual responsibility is don't have a fucking clue. And these are the people that speak the loudest. These are the vultures. These are most likely the people who don't have any kind of life at all. But they sit around and they wait for somebody and they wait for the groups and the people who they can spew that bullshit on and who they can pull in with that rope and get in a little circle so they can talk that dumb shit. And then it resonates into other uneducated and dumbass people. And then they put the same garbage out there. And before you know it, you have your kids believing it, your family believing it, your friends believing it, your groups believing it, and your fucking community believes it. Because guess what? Most of the time, you ignorant-ass, uneducated people are the leaders in the community. And that's just the truth of the matter. It's crazy out here, man. And, and, and this is all I see. So when you bring up this Ferguson, Missouri thing, and I, and I scroll through Twitter, Facebook didn't really get me. I mean, I, I already know about the folks on Facebook. No disrespect. I already know you know, if one person sees something, they're going to read that little caption, and before you know it, they're going to rephrase it or reword it, and they're going to put it out to not even have any understanding to what the words that they're placing out in life, out in the atmosphere for other people to read. Because we do have a certain responsibility in social media, if you don't know it or not. Like, especially when people look to you or look towards you for either information or guidance. And that's something that I, I personally... Right? That's something that we're blessed with. Leadership is something that we're blessed with. I, I understand about the leadership seminars. I understand about leadership training and SWOT analysis. I understand all that crazy stuff, right? I understand all those terms in the, business, in the business world. I understand all those things in the business world. But frankly, a, a true born leader is something that, that, that God has given us, right? That's something that we're anointed with. For, for those of you who understand what an anointing is, right? It's that it factor, that thing you can't put your finger on. That's something that you see in some leaders who are born leaders, but you can't quite explain it. You can't quite say what it is. You just don't really know. And, and when you talk about born leaders, I can't help but to give a shout out to this individual who just passed on, who was actually killed, by the way, okay? This, this man was actually killed by the way, and he was just laid to rest today, Major General Harold J. Green, laid to rest today in Arlington Cemetery, um, U.S. Army Major General, killed by an African soldier. 
killed by an ally. Let me just put it to you like that. Killed by a friendly, if you will. People that we went in and, 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 and built their communities. When I say we, I'm talking about the United States military. God bless y'all. Shout out to y'all. Killed by someone we most likely helped in some way. I don't know what the United States government may have or may have not done to this individual. I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you for sure. But what I do know is that this African soldier on August 5th, this African soldier killed General Green, Major General Green, which is the highest ranking death or casualty during any war since Vietnam or Vietnam for some of y'all. Call it how you want. Now, I understand that soldiers die at war. I get that. And y'all, if y'all have listened to this show before, y'all know I got a special place in my heart for soldiers, man, because not only American soldiers, I'll get in that in a minute. I, there's a special place in my heart for soldiers because there's not too many people who will put their life on the line for you. I don't give a damn if it's for, if it's for a couple dollars or, or, or maybe a college fund or education. At the end of the day, if someone's willing to get on a fucking plane and go overseas somewhere where the government sends them and in hindsight they really don't know why the hell they're fighting, but they know they're fighting for their country because their country sent them somewhere, and that's a whole nother topic, right? That's a whole nother show. Maybe we'll get to that one day. But at the end of the day, there's a special place in my heart for those individuals who will go way the hell over yonder and fight for people back in this country. See, you, so you got to understand, these people believe in what they do, right? At least at some point they did. Some come back from war and they say, oh, I don't believe in this no more. I don't believe in the cause anymore. We really did this. We protected all rigs. We did that. We did all these missions. We never went anywhere, whatever. And, and, and they kind of lose what they went in with after having served. But at the end of the day, there's a special place in my heart for these people because they go off to fight for me. They go off to fight for y'all whack asses. They go off to fight for our children and everybody around here, near and far, neighbors and beyond, communities, families, whatever you want to call it, all of America. They go off to fight or defend for America based on the premise that I'm doing something good. Most people don't go into the United States military and say, you know what, I'm going to do something bad. Most people, there's some idiots out there, like there always is. Of course, there's some idiots out there who go, go near and far to do mischief because evil does exist. Evil has always existed. There's evil near and far just like there are people. But this gentleman... Highest ranking casualty, man, since Vietnam. This gentleman killed by a friendly. And I'm always calling friendly because we went in there and helped train these freaking soldiers. We went in there and trained these people. We put them on the map, right? I don't care whose fault it is. You can blame Bush. You can blame Obama. You can blame the other Bush. You can blame Clinton. I don't give a damn who you blame. But at the end of the day, we got a president who can take up... Five fucking minutes to do an NCAA, uh, NCAA bracket during March Madness, but he can't even give the, the man decent and proper respect to give him a press conference and say, thank you for your service. I apologize to the family. I'm sorry for your loss. And spend some time talking about the accomplishments of this man. 
this is who he is. This dude was a real hero. This man was a real hero. And you had a president who don't give a fuck about a real hero, but he could talk about anything popping in, 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 in entertainment. If this doesn't speak to y'all, if this doesn't say this man doesn't give a damn about the average individual in this country, I don't know what does. See, it's not only just another general, it's not only just another soldier, it's not only just another high-ranking official. As the commander-in-chief, this man served under him. So in some respect, most people would be like, that's one of my boys that just got killed. Right? That's, that's part of my crew. This man would salute the president. If any, Yo, man, that's crazy. This man would salute the president, and he couldn't even give the man the proper decency of going to the man's funeral. Showing the man true respect. Meanwhile, this mother, this, this dude is over somewhere playing golf. Martha's Vineyard, I think, again. I know you don't like it. You ain't got to like it. But this is just the truth. Right? This, this is what's really going on. You can debate how good the president is. You can debate how bad he is. You can say that that soldier didn't deserve this or that general didn't deserve that. Or, or, or whatever you want to call it But the fact remains Is that he ain't even taking care of his own Highest senior Senior ranking officer Killed in the act of war Since Vietnam And you can't even show that man the proper burial To me that speaks volumes I don't know what it speaks to you guys When we come back we talking about Mike Brown and all this Ferguson, Missouri garbage. And I got a whole lot to say, man. I mean, it, 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 there's, oh, man, it, it's so much speculation, right? And it's so much pain. And, 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 and it's, just, it's, it's just so much, man. It seems like every time the police kill someone, if they don't fit a certain description, this crowd has something to say about it. If they don't fit a certain description... If, if the assailant don't, if the police officer doesn't fit a certain description, well, that crowd has something to say about it. And it seems like everybody just missed the whole bottom line, which is simply that there's a dead man at the hands of an overzealous police officer. When we come back, Mike Brown, 619-638-8559. Hit number one, I'm taking calls when I come back. You listen to the home of the KRP Radio Show, WM3G, home of the KRP Radio Show. You are definitely B-I-G in my book, hashtag B-I-G-I-M-B, baby. Check us out on Facebook, that's facebook.com backslash. Man, y'all know what it is. I'll be right back. innocent people how many more how many more what has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history democide or death by government has killed 290 million people on record look it up go look it up in the 20th century government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined ussr 
61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jewel Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament.
back. Welcome back to the KIRP radio show, man. 619-638-8559 is the number. Hit number one if you got a comment, and I will do my best to get you guys online. I don't have a producer. We do not screen calls. We bring you on here raw to say what you need to say, to say what you want to say. You know, just speak your mind, man. That's what it's all about. We're going to take callers here in just one second. First, I got to give a shout out to my people out there, the Love and Father Society. We definitely do B.I.G. things. Shout out to my VP, Rashad Woods. Shout out to everybody out there who are helping, who are helping us out. Folks, we will be doing a fundraiser real soon. I hope you guys come out and play some poker with you. If I don't piss you off too much tonight, come out and play some poker with us, man. Get some chips. You will win a bracelet like the, you know, World Series of Poker, how they give out the bracelets. And we'll have some party gifts. And, you know, we're just going to have a good time, man, raising some money for a very needy charity, the Loving Father Society. Also got to give a shout out to what our first initiative is. I love being a black father. We do invoke value in excuse me, and being black fathers and a lot of folks out there who are rocking with us do as well. So shout out to you guys out there who are pushing on and pressing on and who does not care what anybody thinks, despite you still going on and making it do what it do. B-I-G, baby. Also for you folks who just tuned in, check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. We're also on Twitter at symbol K-R-P radio show at symbol N-C pudgy. I'm not talking fast. You're just listening slow. At simple, <laughs> K-I-R-P radio show. At simple, N-C pudgy. You know that little symbol with the A around with the circle that's connected? That's the at symbol. I don't know what else you call it. Anyway, we talk to Mike Brown, folks. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of speculation. There's definitely a lot going on. A lot of people feel a certain kind of way. And uh, I got the facts, right? I, I, I have... What are the facts? I will not talk about emotion, but I will talk about a lot of y'all whack ass tonight. And um, with that said, let's go to the first call out of the three, two, three. Tally, what's up? What's up, Pudgy? What's going on? Who we got on the line? Hey man, it's Monty, man. What's going I on, brother? Yeah, I hit you what, up earlier, what, what? man. To, uh, you know, I, I, I've been looking forward to this right here. Welcome, welcome back to the show. First of all, first of all, I gotta, I gotta welcome you back to the show, man. You are KRP soldier. Big shout out to you. What's on your mind, brother? Man, you know, Pudgy. You know, you you keep it real, so I gotta keep it real. You got me kind of asked up. I had to cool down a little bit. The thing, the problem we got. See, it ain't all about Ferguson. Ferguson is just a symptom of Preach. a bigger problem. The problem we got is the example that we're setting as a race. See, our example that we're setting is that, first off, we'll kill each other over anything. That's the first thing. But more importantly, we don't have any standards in our community. Mm. Being that we don't have any standards, anything goes. If a black can get upset, if a black can get upset, and I'm not justifying the murder by this by this cop at all. I don't like it. I don't know what happened out there, but from what I understand, it ain't cool. But where I live in Los Angeles, three youngsters been shot in broad daylight and murdered, and nobody said one word. Mm-hmm. And everybody's upset. And, and, and again, I'm not justifying this cat killing this youngster. But what I'm sure. saying is everybody's upset over one murder. For every thousand murders committed, one is committed by a non-black. That's right. 
90, 92% black on black. Hell yeah. Man, I'm from Compton, bro. I used to gang, man. I'm an OG gangster from Spring Street, 1600 block. Now, no doubt. what I got to say, straight up real deal. I spent seven years mm-hmm. in the military, you know. And what, when I came back and I saw this place for what it really was, I was disgusted. I'm disgusted right now. I'm disgusted with Thank- everybody. Who, who who decides that they're going to get angry over one murder when there's 999 more going down out there? Mm. Uh, it, it's it's a and, really and thank you for your bad, service too, by the way, brother. I, I, I want to say thank you for your service before we go on. All right, on brother. Thing we got though, bro, is that we have to establish some kind of standard. You have to be willing to say to your homeboy, your partner, your friend, say, "Man, you can't get out like that. That ain't worth the time. Don't kill this cat here. He got a family." So now you've got this incident out in Ferguson, Missouri, where people mm-hmm. are righteously, in my opinion, upset about this guy killing this man. But now mm-hmm. you, you decide that you're going to riot. Okay, a riot is fine. But now you've got the opportunists coming out. So when you've got these opportunists coming out and you've got people rioting, everybody else will take something and make us look like the man's death is insignificant as long as we get the steal. Absolutely. That's a shame. And you've got it these things like Al Sharpton. Uh, what's his yep. name? Jesse Jackson, uh, Sarah yep. Susan Setti, all the rest of these loudmouth blowhards who want to show yep. up and run their mouth, and they know, they already know, when they show up, all they come in there to do is take pictures. In the meantime, our youngsters getting killed out here in the streets. We don't have no standards. How can you expect people to treat you decently if you don't have a standard? It's impossible. Nobody can treat you decently unless you have a standard. If this youngster that got killed across the street from me at Little Caesars Pizza didn't mean nothing, then how are you going to be upset when somebody else get killed? That was all I agree. right. That youngster, the youngster getting killed out there, that showed you tough enough mm-hmm. to shoot somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But now wow. everybody mad. You mad, we mad, but we said we, I laid the groundwork. I helped lay that foul groundwork, bro. I helped the gangbanging in the 1980s and 90s. I helped lay the groundwork. There's very few of us that's going to actually admit that we got a hand in the way that we're being treated out here. Without some examples, there's no way on earth that a cop would consider shooting an unarmed person. Our ethos in the black community is bad, brother. It's bad. And I, I did get a point of racism because you know, I, I, I say here, I listen to it. Racism is necessary for maintaining your culture and your identity. And the only reason blacks don't like racism is because they figure that it has a negative effect on them because they refuse to unite. Well, people don't like themselves. Uh, that, that's the whole problem uh, from the outside in. You know, folks don't like themselves, so frankly, they don't like you. They don't appreciate you loving who you are. You know, most people don't like themselves. They look themselves in the mirror and they, they don't like who they are. They want to be someone else. They want to be something they see on TV. They want to be like this guy. They want to be like their neighbor or their brother or their sister or their cousin or whoever. But people don't like themselves. So when you have someone like myself and like I teach my children to be proud of who they are, not only proud of who they are, but proud of being black. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm never going to, yo, it's crazy. It's insane to frown upon Loving your own race. That's insane to me, right? That's absolutely crazy. Like, 
I don't I wouldn't love to be me, so I'm gonna be somebody else. That's crazy. That's a that's a crazy that's a crazy man's way of thinking. And if we allow people to change our mindset to somehow feel that it's wrong to love being black, you're the fool. And there's a lot of fools out here. Let, let me let me let me go to this, brother, while I got you on the line. First of all, I absolutely um, you know already, but I'm just gonna say it for audience sake. I absolutely feel what you're saying. I understand that. We talk about it all the time on this show. You know, black on black crime, 92% in America. My numbers might be from two years ago. And that's a horrific thing. I mean, we're literally killing each other off. That's the only way to put it, right? We're literally yeah. killing each other off, right? That's, that's just what reality is. Okay. What? But my whole point about this Ferguson thing is, right? Now, again, like you said, I feel what you're saying. Right? We shouldn't be making a spectacle of one event when there's, again, 999 events going on you know, in a city near you. But why is it that people won't even allow you to speak on these instances, to speak on these things like Ferguson, Missouri, based on that fact alone that there is black-on-black crime? Like, what if, what if this event was the spark that united or, or, or the spark that, that, that piques someone's interest to say, you know what, I got to get involved. But it seems like people frown upon you for looking at events like this and saying, you know what, this is wrong. This is where it starts at for me. Because, frankly, something happened, for, for those of us who care, something happened that, that made all of us say, okay, I got to get on my ball. I got to start talking about this. I got to go out in the community. I got to help raise some of these fatherless kids or these motherless kids or you know, and I, I, I gotta help any way that I can, any small, minute way that I can. I gotta help. So there's something that sparked it in all of us. But anytime there's a national event like this, you're ridiculed because you talk on it, or you're ridiculed because you speak on it. And I don't. While I I, I agree with that, but I also disagree with that. I think we gotta be able to discern a little bit and say, hey, maybe this is the one for the, these people. Maybe this is the one for that people. But what I don't like about this whole event is. And I, don't, I still don't know. I've, I've heard accounts. I've seen where they issued a name out, and it's, it's supposed to be a black cop or whatever. Listen, I don't give a damn if it's a black cop or not. Yeah. That's my whole angle with this. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn if it's a black cop, white, Latino, or whatever you want to call it. I'm only looking at it for it was a cop in rage who was wrong or who acted too aggressively for what I see in the facts that they put out there. Right, and then when you go forward, I'm looking at the actions of the police, and I'm going, hold up, guys, this is what I've been talking about. This is what I've seen before. They're doing it again, and then you got yep. people on both sides of the issue who's supposed to be able to understand what aggressive behavior is, what police state is, what brutality is, what a cover up is, because we've seen it before, you know. So we got people who's supposed to understand this, but because of who it is and who that man was. Or what he just did, he somehow doesn't deserve the same justice as we deserve. And that's bullshit right. to me. Let me. You know what? Let me add something to that, bro. You know, I was in the military. And I was, I was an enlisted man, NCO. Mm-hmm. And NCO did something that was out of character. He was punished. But the higher rank that you achieved, the more rigorous the punishment for infractions because you understand these laws while you're breaking them. That's right. Yep. So 
So if I get caught smoking weed as an E5 and the officer as an O5 get caught smoking some weed, he's done. I'm getting ready to get a reprimand because I'm not necessarily endowed with the, uh, how can I put this, you know, with the information that he has as far as the rules and regulations. He understands this stuff. So when a cop kills somebody and he's charged with excessive force as opposed to murder, then you're lowering a standard by which you're supposed to try people. You know, I don't know what happened out there. But I like to relate this. When they had that Clyde Bundy incident out there in Las Vegas, I'm sorry, east of Las Vegas in Nevada, and the feds showed up, Mm -hmm. they had literally over 1,000 armed Caucasian men with rifles trained on them, and they admitted it in the news that they had rifles trained on them, and they backed down. Now I wonder, how is it possible that people can say a man who is not threatening you poses more danger to somebody who got a a, a rifle aimed at your head? <laughs> so what I'm wondering is, now, if you're black, what should you do to protect yourself? Should you go ahead and go for the gusto and blast the cop to pull you over? And I'm not inciting violence against the police. I'm saying that you're looking at a logical outcome of violence. Because I know if I feel threatened, you got to go. Your job is to protect me, not to ensure that I'm doing what you think I should be doing. And to impugn the dignity of this man by saying he stole a cigar, even if he did, it doesn't justify killing him. Man, I wouldn't give a damn if he stole a, a, a car, if he stole a boat. It, it, it doesn't job, matter. That's why we have a due a, process. The Constitution is supposed to understand that. He's but see, to it, That's see, why he's supposed to be charged. He's supposed right. to be thoroughly charged, brother, with, a, with, a, with not just crime but enhanced murder because he understands the law. If he can take me to jail for breaking the law, he knows the law. So how is it possible he can actually get away with cold-blooded murder if that, in fact, is the case? And for you niggas, excuse me, you cats out there in Ferguson, quit stealing. You look, you know how silly you look with and stealing stuff, and there's a dead man that you're angry over? I mean, can you really imagine the image that you're giving to America? You say it don't mean nothing that he's dead as long as we get to get some free stuff. That's shameful. Now, see... See, that's a, that's a, and, and I, see, I wanted to get to that too, but that, see, that's a whole different topic, right? Because you and I know, and so does everybody who goes to bed and lock their doors at night, and everybody who carries a pistol on them or in their car, or has a shotgun loaded beside their bed or somewhere in their home, right? And to all the people who buy alarms and set their alarm systems when they go away, we all understand when we're in our right state of mind, and if we're educated, we would easily understand that a criminal is going to do what a damn criminal was going to do. And only, only the law is going to stop a criminal from doing their thing. And even then, if the law is present, a lot of the times a criminal is still going to act like a fucking imbecile. Because that's what criminals do. But see, the whole problem I got with this Ferguson thing is that the people who somehow align myself with, right, who's supposed to be constitutionalists, who's supposed to understand what this is, they take the whole incident 
and they wrap up the people who are protesting peacefully, the people who are out there because of a candlelight vigil, right? The people who are out there because of concern, the people who are out there expressing and using their constitutional amendment in the right way, they took the whole thing and wrapped them in the mix of all these damn niggas because that's what they are. They call yeah. it what it is. They took For the real? whole thing and wrapped those peaceful protesters, protesters up with them damn niggas who were stealing and looting and breaking and things and throwing Molotov cocktails and, and et cetera. But then all of a sudden, and, and everybody in the world had something to say about that, right? Everybody was pissed off about that. Everybody felt some kind of way. They had something to say. Look at them looters I saw online. Look at those apes and look at those imbeciles. See, that's what I mean. He should have been killed and blah, 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 blah. See, they took all that negative activity and they wrapped it up with all that positive energy and it made responsible people pissed off and mad. Because yeah, once again... That's the main reason well, I once again, they group people. But, but look, check it out. It didn't change until the whole landscape of the event changed. And it's not funny, but it's just, it's, it's so quick and it's so amazing how things like that happen. See, once the media started being fired upon with rubber bullets and tear gas, that's what the whole report started being about. Yeah. Yeah, they got, it, the, See, you know, you know, brother, it's impossible for anybody. You know, let me let me just break this. Let me let me break it down a different way. This is really what you consider a police state in this country right about now. Absolutely. The president has fostered this. I don't even know what to call it. This uh, this atmosphere, you know, of this police brutality because. His favorite thing is running his mouth. <laughs> he had to run his mouth about Michael Sam getting kissing the man's grand mouth on TV. He liked it. Oh yeah. He has to run his mouth That's about some Scarlet who's addicted to dope, finally entering rehab. See, this is what's on his mind. He tricked every last nigga in America into going to the polls and voting for his ass. And what we got to show for it? Nothing. I'm not asking him to do a thing. If we got if we if, if black folks are gonna do something, you have to do it. You have to educate yourself first, and from the education, then you're gonna have to apply some standards of behavior in the community. If you don't have no standard. Every like I say, everything goes, brother. Let me give you some insight on how I do things around here. I had a neighbor who was giving you all kind of hell upstairs, tripping, acting crazy, got a bad ass kid. I'm going mm-hmm. to consider a chess master, all right? Mm-hmm. And I say that because I'm getting ready to leave or something. Instead of me tripping on her, I said, well, let me do something that's going to benefit her. Mm-hmm. I, I actually invited her to, for me, I gave her an invitation so that I could teach her child how to play chess. He's about seven or eight years old. Wow. I wanted to teach him. You know how expensive it is to get lessons from chess masters? Instead of her taking that lesson, she taught the little boy to hate me. What? Yeah. See, that's what you're doing. Hold on. You're dealing with imbeciles. <laughs> she taught him to hate well, me. That's insane. Why, why, I mean, so you, you try to reach out and give him a helping hand. Yeah. 
You can't help them. You can't. And when you try to help, now you saw. You know. But then when you don't want to help, you got a problem. You Uncle Tom and all this other stuff. So instead of actually accepting something that was beneficial to a child, and these are people, not just the women, but these are people out here in our society who are raising people with these mentalities. We don't value learning, but we value Lil Wayne. Mm. We won't sit down and study science and math, but we will sit down and look at Amish Mafia all day. Mm. We advise our children and our homeboys and our friends not to be police, but then we get mad when some police brutality. Okay! So then on one hand, you got folks who pushing a doctrine that will never work for us, and on the other hand, you got some same people mad because a doctrine that they that they pushing that never had a chance to work in the first place is working against them. Hmm. So if you're in Ferguson, Missouri, your dumb ass, you dumb motherfuckers in Ferguson, you need to get your ass on the police department. That includes the niggas in Compton, Watts, New York, Chicago, all these places. You need to get your ass on the police department. This is your community. How can you allow people to come to your community and police you who don't like you? And you know they don't like you. This don't go for all white folks. The white folks who I'm talking about know who it go for. But the black, we push this. Don't go to school. Don't be a lawyer. Don't be a doctor. You need good health care. Don't be a teacher, but we mad about the poor education we get. Don't be a cop, but you mad about getting your ass whipped by the police. But now... You got people, these young girls out here actively raising gangbangers in California, bro. I saw it with my own eyes. Girl say she raising, raising a stone-cold gangster, and she ain't the only one. Man, it's over what here, man. It's, it's, it's like. all the way over here with that nonsense. But you, what our future look like, bro? Well, that, that, that was my next question to you, brother. Where, 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 where do we go, you know, where, where, where do we go from here, Right. Where are we going? Yeah, where do we go we from here? Do, we got to give ourselves a reason to be proud to be black, brother. A better reason than just skin color. We got to well, give I, I think a that's reason. history, though. I, I, I attribute that to history. See, I'm, I'm proud to be black because I know where we came from. At, at least, at least listen, if I can't... But if we can't I predate this country... Proud. Say again? You feel me, Pudgy? I ain't saying don't be proud. I'm saying get a better reason. Get more reason. You know, have people that we can look up to beside Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and Beyonce, who, 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 by the way, the only contribution that them rappers got is giving us new slang about how we can best kill another black person. Mm. They got the, the best way to phrase it, the prettiest way you can imagine talk about killing somebody they're giving it to us. But what, what we got to do, first off, man, we got to take the microphone from Lil Wayne and Jay-Z and the rest of them, bro. We got to take it from them. And your show is one of the first starts because this is the form that we need. This is boring, though. We, we, uh, uh, most, a lot of black people, and, and I won't say all, but because it's not shiny, it's, it's not pretty. And we might get there one day, but it's not shiny, it's not pretty, it's not highly publicized. You know, we only gravitate towards those things. So until it gets there, it's Michael Bazin. Shout out to Bazin. No disrespect, but it's Michael Bazin that we listen to 
talking about relationships all day. Or it's Tom Jonah who we listen to who's laughing all day. You can barely get a word out of hear what they're saying. And then when they talk about something that matters, it's all political, and they kiss Democrats' ass even when they're negative, even when they're wrong. I don't kiss nobody ass in, in, a, in a lot of shows, a lot of other shows. Shout out to Dino Dean and a few other people. You know, shows like this are, 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 are rising quickly because we don't have to kiss ass. We can yeah. just talk about who's yeah. beneficial and who's not. We can support people who are beneficial, and, and, and that could be the end of it, you know? True indeed. You know, you, 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 know, you got a pretty good form here, brother. And for, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, a good, it's a good thing. I can't really see nothing wrong with this show right here, you know, because you're doing what most people refuse to do is talk about issues that hurt people's feelings. It ain't pleasant, like hitting a blunt don't make you feel too good, you know. But when we figure out, we sit down and actually accept the fact that we're responsible for the actions of the police because of the examples that we're setting by murdering each other around here and pimping and glorifying every type of degenerate behavior imaginable, then we're going to have a long road ahead. Lot longer. Well, it's showing that 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 that, they, they, that road is showing, and it's and it's leading to places like Ferguson, Missouri, you know, like L.A., like Compton, like like North Carolina, Chicago. I mean, all over the Philly, Jersey. No, it's man, it's crazy, and and these are the roads that it's leading to, and 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 it's amazing because you know here we are with this 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 one case that made national headlines, which I thought everybody should be pissed off about. I mean, and most people have chosen to make it a race thing, uh, a black versus white thing, instead of a righteous versus negative or evil thing. And this is frankly what it is. Now, I could go off all day and talk about, you know, the injustices of black people and blah, 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 blah. You know, I could do that all day. I I could also go all day and talk about, you know, uh, all, all the black people that, uh, kill other blacks and, and, and how negative that is and how we need to, you know, gravitate towards change and, and make positive improvements for ourselves and the communities and blah, 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 blah. You know, you and I, we could talk about that all day. But for this case and these roads where we keep being led to, it always comes out the same. And this is what I hate. And this is what pisses me off about people who know better because they make it. Listen, people talk about the rioters before they talk about this guy, Mike Brown, being killed in the street by a policeman. Listen, he could be the scum of the earth like some of these serial killers that are in prison right now, like Charles Manson and the rest of them. You know, he could be the scum of the earth, right? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if he's the scum of the earth or not. It matters about we have a law that you and I and everybody else have to abide by Right, we have to abide by this law. We go to court, we pay fines. Some of us are in prison, which is another form of slavery, and they say it in the context of how they word you awarded the state, but that's a whole other conversation as well. But mm-hmm. we have to abide by these laws and, 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 and they make us abide by these laws and we have to pay out the ass for some of the most petty things and some of the most petty laws that they could come up with in, in order to keep order. But here you have a cop who's clearly out of line. And when the niggas and the, 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 the rioters and the thieves and, 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 and all of that hoopla came out to the party and took advantage of what we all knew was a travesty, it changed the whole conversation. 
So I think the first thing we got to do as, as, as individualists, right, as people who understand, the very first thing that we have to do is control the language, brother. Like, we have to be able to control the language and the conversation. Not one or the other. We have to be able to control the language and the conversation. Because some of these people who are out there, again, for a candlelight vigil, it, there were a bunch of people who were out there responsibly. There were even reporters who were out there doing their jobs. But they turned this thing into a straight-up uh, 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 military exercise. Yeah. You know? You know, you speak of military. You know that program that they got where they, uh, military donates uh, equipment that's out of date, um, was supposedly out of date to the police department. Wow. Yeah, it's been going on since 1990. I'm not, I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it picked up steam after 9-11. It's a program. They've given it away. You know, every every police department in the country is welcome to actually get military gear to police the city. I can't make let, that Let up. me ask you something. Let me, let, me, let me ask you something, right? To me, the very first thing we have to do is control the conversation and the language, because if we don't, we're all lost. And, and, and this is what happened in this Ferguson thing. This is what happens all the time because the language becomes us, us versus them instead of the topic at hand. The topic at hand is a policeman killed a citizen that was unarmed. Anything outside of that, we do not know. We do not have proof of. It has not been brought forward. There has not been a trial. All we know is that a policeman killed an unarmed man. Now, if we backtrack, because this is what they did, they put out the man stole a box of cigars. Let's, let's, let's travel down the timeline for a second, and then I'm going to ask you about this controlling the language and the conversation and how we're going to take steps towards that, right? So the man stole a All box right. of cigars, the kid, the teen, or whatever you want to call it. He choked, pushed the store clerk to get outside of the door and jumped at him as if I'm going to punch you in the face if you get in my way again, and then he walked out, all right? He was stopped for walking in the street. For right now, for what we understand. Now, there's some speculation about the man was stopped because the call came out over the radio. Now, that's kind of changing a little bit, but whatever. He was stopped, period, yeah, by police. Right. And now they fixed it up. So, he was stopped in the street. Multiple people called about shots being fired. Now, and I'm, these are all facts. I got this stuff listed. These are all facts, by the way. These are all what we all know outside of speculation. Okay? okay. And then we see police tape. With no police car, with no policeman, we see a dead body in the middle of the street and it's roped off. The cops later issued a statement saying it was Darian Wilson who killed Mike Brown, who was the police officer who killed Mike Brown. All right? Now, later mm-hmm. after that, we also know that the riots ensued at a candlelight vigil for Mr. Mike Brown. Okay? We also know that, 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 that police officers or sheriff officers or SWAT team or what may have you, law enforcement, threw tear gas at not only rioters but also reporters. We also right. know that they shot reporters with rubber bullets. All right? So, you know what a rubber bullet is? What's that? Do you know what it is? No, no. What is it? Explain what it is, please. A rubber bullet is a regular bullet with a rubber coating on it. Right. But it can kill them. Right, that's I mean, right. They literally are very dangerous. I just, so, I just want to in, inject that, man, because a lot of people don't know what a rubber bullet is. That's right. That's right. I, and, and I wanted you to explain it. 
I definitely want you to explain it. So, listen, here's the bottom line. I'm not getting into who Mike Brown was, because he could have been anything for all I know. Based on what I saw, he was an ignorant mother. He was an ignorant young kid or boy or 18-year-old. I know that. If you're going to steal a box of cigarellos and, 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 and choke the man out the way, see, y'all can get mad all you want, but the truth of the matter is he's an ignorant asshole. That, that's an asshole move. That's an ignorant move, right or wrong. That's an ignorant move, right? You ain't got to like that, folks, but it is what it is. That was an ignorant move, right? You know, that, that, look, bro, we in the black community. Ignorance and niggas go hand in hand. That's right. So we know that's what it was. But does that excuse the man being shot dead in the street by a police officer minutes or hours later? Does it really excuse that? And, and, and the last thing I'm going to say, because this is also part of controlling the language, all right, and the conversation, since when does stealing equal robbery? Yeah. The last time I checked, there were two different crimes that are defined with two different crimes and two different outcomes when tried in court. Now, you tell me, brother, with all this right here going on and all these things that we know happened, and for the wrong that we know happened, how in the hell do we control the language and the conversation in instances like this? See, you know, the only way to control the conversation and language is to control the vehicle. You see, let me put it this way. The Mexicans first showed up down here in Los Angeles when I was a kid. Well, not first showed up in, into, into Compton because there wasn't very many of them in the area where I was. I remember the Mexicans standing on the corner selling oranges and all kinds of stuff. They were portrayed on TV as imbeciles and, and all sorts of foul things. But they so did, were we. which is what you did, was they decided nobody's going to be able to tell us what we are. So they started buying up TV stations and radio stations. So now they control their own image. Mm. And because you're doing, you, you, answered, you are actually the answer to this problem of, Controlling the conversation. The other method is the best way to control this conversation because when you when you personally pudgy or facilitating this show, nobody can come on and tell your audience what the conversation is going to be. They're Absolutely. not going to be able to feel the conversation from this guy getting murdered to okay, he stole a pack of cigars. All right, big motherfucking deal. He stole some cigarettes. Right. You want your kids getting killed over stealing some cigarettes? Hell no. I'm not you. But I'm saying these people who are running this bullshit rhetoric is sitting there like, well, the guy stole some cigars. He's a bad actor. Okay, he's a bad actor, right? And then they want to say, by the same token, this is cop. Oh, he had a clean record. His record is spotless before this shooting. <laughs> Newsflash, G. Every motherfucking criminal got a clean record until they go to jail. <laughs> Word up, that's real So how in the that's hell real. You know, these people in, in all honesty, these, these uh, journalists They're adults, how can they allow somebody to tell them Say, look, this is what you're going to talk about So then every time it's you insane. turn around oh, This is a narrative This is a narrative, okay, well We just figured out that this guy did this and he did that He did this, okay, so what if your mama did it You want me to go blast on her too Four-year-olds stole it you see old white ladies getting blasted on the Ferguson? And I ain't trying to be racial. I'm just keeping it mad real. It ain't happening out there. 
the first thing them niggas need to do is like out here in Compton and Watts and Chicago and, 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 and out there in North Carolina and South Carolina and up and down wherever we at. Better get your ass on that police force. You can look forward to getting gunned down and having a bad name in the street so your mama got to read that shit. Mm. His mama got to read that shit that they writing about him. It's whoever wow. it is that loved him, if he was a bad actor, whatever it is, they all got to read it. That's real. It, it, it amazes me. It really, I mean, I, I hate to sound naive, but it amazes me how some people can take something really ridiculous, twist it up, and make murder sound good. I mean, people like don't, I, they act like it's not a dead, listen, there's a dead individual. Like, people have, they don't discern until it happens to their family, right? And, and, and see, Here's where I sit. Like I said before, man, Mike Brown, for what I know, and I don't know this young man, right? All I saw was some footage of the man taking cigarellos or cigars or whatever. So you're an asshole for that. And he, and he choked, pushed the man out of his way and jumped at him. You're an asshole for that too, right? And I grew up an asshole, so I know what assholes are when I see him. You're an asshole for yep. that. But that man did not deserve to be gunned down. Now, I don't know if he tried to fight the cop. I'm not going to speculate. And if he did, if he jumped at the man or tried to take his gun, which is always the first thing people try to say when they want to define their bullshit and ignorant way of thinking, they always go, oh, he displayed that aggressive behavior. He was probably aggressive with the cop. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something for all y'all fuckboy gangsters, all y'all so-called gangsters who don't know what the fuck it feels like to get shot. I do. Who don't know what it feels like to have that barrel thrown in your face. Who don't know what it feels like to bust that gun. Ain't too many people acting aggressive with a gun in their fucking face. Hell no, they ain't. Ain't that you many gangsters. You know what we call that gun? Trust me. You know what we call that gun? The gun makes you act right. That's right. Yeah, ain't too many right. people doing that. So I don't know why people out there thinking all of a sudden there's a bunch of supermen walking around here because it ain't happening. When somebody whip that gun in your face, you're going to be still. You can barely swallow. <laughs> and the only thing you can think about is I hope he doesn't pull that trigger because that barrel is so big. That's what goes through your yeah. mind. You start thinking about your mama and everybody in your life real quick. So I'm not trying to hear that bull crap about this, this boy was being aggressive with this cop. Just because he was big. Yeah. Let me get another call trained, real quick. Ain't he trained for that? For those instances? He's supposed, he's he's supposed to be trained for that. Let's get, a, let, like that. let's get a call out of 678. Hold on. Stay with me, cartoon man. Got a call out of the 678. Been holding on. You're on the KRP radio show. Who's this? Hey, this is Tanika. Hey, Tanika. How are you? I am great. How are you guys? We're good. Sorry about the language. This is a different kind of show, and uh, I apologize. I do. Oh, no, that's okay. That's What's okay. What's on your mind? Um, well, I was saying I was really, really excited. Sorry, I just joined the call maybe about 10 minutes ago, so I don't know who, who the other gentleman is that's actually talking, but I totally agree with him about the media. Like, that's what I've been talking about all this time, that we need to start controlling our media, like seriously, because it's ridiculous how 
a white boy can go shoot up some people and kill people and they say, oh, he was a brilliant student and he was just troubled or he had some mental issues. But then one of our black brothers get killed by the police unarmed and he was a gangster or he just committed robbery or something like that. That's some bull crap. And I don't know if you guys ever saw this movie or not called The Glass Shield, but that movie says it all about police corruption, for real. Wow, I haven't seen it. I gotta check that out. That's please, crazy. Yeah, you know what? Let me... It talks of it. It was based on a true story too. So please, please watch that movie. I think I'm gonna check that out. Tanika, let me let me ask you this though. Right, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think the media is a key component for us controlling the language and the conversation. But you know what, man? It seems like the media outlets that we do have. Why do they kiss ass of the so-called black leaders who ain't doing a damn thing for the black people? Because that's the reason good? why you just answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I that's did. the reason why. They don't <laughs> want to do nothing for us. So, you know, that's why they got them right in their back pockets, because they know they ain't going to do nothing for us. So they can keep them appeased to keep us quiet. They all good. But not me. I ain't going. I hear that. I like that. What do you think about this Mike Brown case? Uh, outside of the rioters, okay, outside of the all the hoopla, what do you think about the simple fact that we know there's a policeman who killed this young aggressive man in the street? First of all, I even saw the video where the other guy that was with him, he told what happened, and I yeah, believe I him simply because he even stated he was like, no, the police officer. I, I believe what happened, the police officer was mad because he got embarrassed because he tried to open the door and it ricocheted back on him. So that made him mad. Then he, he said he was pulling Mike Brown in the car with him, like pulling him, and Mike was trying to, like, bag off or whatever, and that's how he was actually inside the car. I don't believe that bull crap about him trying to go for his gun. For real? Come on. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't believe crazy. that. Yeah. No history of it, no, no, no past of it, or they definitely would have brought that up. The only negative thing that they've put out about this young boy, this man, young man, is that he stole some cigarellos. Now, you and I all know. This, yeah. That's why I said go one, watch that movie, The Glass Shield, because The Glass Shield, cost, I'm talking about, it was like, man, if this movie had not come out, in, I think, 1995 or something like that, I would not really? have believed that that didn't just happen because it was prime example. As a matter of fact, Ice Cube was in the movie, and he was he was the black young man that they were trying to pin something, a murder on. I'm telling you, it was like looking all over again, like, are you serious? They were really trying to get him. And then they brought another black cop in to kind of seal the deal. I was like, this is what they doing. That's why when you ask the question about the black leaders, they already got them in their pockets. Why do you think they ain't doing nothing? Mm. Ooh, I heard that. B.I.G., shout out to you, man. B.I.G.I.M.G. <laughs> Definitely appreciate it, and you are a K.I.R.P. soldier. Appreciate the love. Yes. Yes, anytime. Right, have a good anytime. week. <laughs> you too. Man, the glass shield. I got to check that out, homie. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I've seen it. Maybe not. I'm just, man, I, 
all the air is out of me because you know, sorry. Am I still on? Yeah, you're still on, brother. You're still on. Oh, you're still on. Man, that old girl was on point, man. I thought I didn't even know I was on. <laughs> well, she really was, though, man. She really was. She was on point. What is it going to take, man? I mean, yeah. You got you to be you gotta be things like you're doing, Punchy. You got to use every resource available. See, because if you don't, it's going to get way out of control. You know, the youngsters, they're already real ignorant. Man, I almost had to kick a youngster's ass because he would not pull his pants up while he was sagging next to me on the bus, had his ass in my face, oh, almost man. had to whip his ass. So they had serious need of guidance, serious guidance. Guidance is definitely it, man. I, I don't, you know, I, I think I think when we have these things that happen that, that makes national headlines, I think uh, we as as black people, okay, I think we need to be more responsible in the media as well. Like when we get the platform to be able to speak on these things, I, I think that we have to separate. And, and, and as hard as it is, I think we have to separate our emotions from uh, our, the expectation, if you will. Because you know people expect, they expect a certain thing when you see black folks on TV. And and that's just the truth of the matter, man, because, you know, you hear the word articulate thrown around so often. But you, you have to separate your emotions and be responsible instead of talking about what happened. Again, controlling the conversation, controlling the language. You have to separate those emotions because when you get that platform, you have to be able to say, you know, this is a horrible event. I hope that justice is served. And I hope that people are looking at this as an example to say that you, this can happen to you. This can happen to your child. So we have to start teaching our kids accordingly. We also have to talk about these issues. Those are the type of things that we need to say on the national platform when we get that platform and when we get that mic in our hands and start talking that bull crap and that ignorance about, well, this is wrong and that, that won't right and, and, and this happened and I saw that happen. I mean, blah, 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 blah. You know, if we don't start doing that, we're always going to be looked upon as worthless or invaluable. And these things are going to continue to happen, even at the hands of other black folks. See, I don't look at this as a race issue. I, again, I don't know if the cop was white or black. Some people are saying he's black. Some folks are saying he's white. I don't care. I just realized that the civil servant who's supposed to serve and protect us are wrong. They're dead wrong in this case, and they're trying to cover it up by saying that this guy was a thief. He just robbed the store, but this man has no criminal history, or we definitely would have heard about it by now. Most definitely would have heard about it by now. Oh, yeah, you would have. You see, you know, one thing I want to mention about the police, I don't hate the police. Some of them are good people. Not at all. Not at all. Before being said, with that said, look, I go to, I don't eat at McDonald's and work. When I used to go to McDonald's, I run into some assholes every now and then. When I go to the DMV, I run into an asshole. When I go different places, I run into assholes, right? These assholes got jobs. No matter what their personal beliefs are and what their religious, moral, social, racial, whatever their beliefs are, they got them jobs because they were intelligent enough to hide that aspect of their character. So if a man decides he wants to be a police and he's raised by Jim Crow era uh, individuals or he just mm-hmm. hates for whatever the case may be, he is not going to list that on the application and he is intelligent enough to hide it. So when these police show up, he had a bad day. He might have caught somebody screwing his wife. You got to pay for it. 
He might hate blacks, or he may hate whites, he may hate Mexicans, he may hate homosexuals, he may hate straight people. But he's coming, mm-hmm. and he's there and working. Not just him, it's a bunch of them. They got groups, they gangs. Whenever you're out in the streets and you feel more safe when gangbangers ride by than when the police ride by, it's a problem. And when we mention a problem here in Los Angeles, these so-called black leaders will not address one particular issue that is that certain parts of Los Angeles are under Jim Crow conditions. And I got to repeat, certain parts of Los Angeles are under Jim Crow conditions because there's areas where there's nothing but Mexicans, and when you show up, it will blast your ass. Just like they went over there and shot the little girl, Cheryl Green, blew her brains out in front of her mama house and came back and wrote, nigger killer on the wall when the police drove her off. Wow. I mean, when the uh, coroner drove her off. Yeah. Black yeah, yeah, yeah. they act together. We out here killing each other and gangbanging, and we certain places we can't go because of our skin color. We don't Still think today. logically. We, we, our logic, you mentioned logic. I just wrote a book about logic the other day. We got the only people that's capable of teaching logic to our race is in the church, and they won't do it. That's where most blacks go on the weekend. That's the place where you got their attention. That's the place where you got their mind. So instead of standing there, running his mouth about how much ties he needs, he can sit there and say, listen, we, you know, y'all going to have to start opening up businesses, hire these youngsters, get them out the streets. See, because mm-hmm. if you're working, you ain't gangbanging. If you're working, you ain't selling dope because you're not thinking about that stuff. So these leaders like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson stand there running a nasty, foul, rodent-filled mouth about how bad things are out here. They know there's an economic component to this because we don't own businesses. So all we can do is hang out and steal like the youngster did and get murdered for it. So if he ain't, these, these, these apes ain't encouraging black business ownership, what is their purpose? You know what, brother? I think that that's something that's something we need to build on, man. My my time is up, brother. I got sixty seconds. I gotta definitely give you a big shout out, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, shout out to Tamika. You're definitely a KRP soldier, man. Thanks for calling in. Um, Cartoon man, thanks for your service, my brother. And shout out to everybody out there for listening to the KRP radio show. Yo, let's link up on that. I definitely want to check it out. Let's bring you back to talk about it. Word up, man. Hey, I appreciate you, bro. You're doing a good thing. You controlling the message. You are. Thank you, brother. And I hope we continue on. Shout out, B.I.G. Shout out to everybody out there who are listening to us, controlling the message, and who are helping us control the message. You are definitely in the house. I appreciate the love. Check us out, KRPRadioShow.com. We're out of here. See you next week. <laughs>